Hello and welcome to our expert series. Um, today I'm jo joined by Josh Loebner, uh, Global Head of Inclusive Design at Wonderman Thompson. Hi Josh, how's it going? Wonderful, thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much for joining us today, it's a real pleasure. Um, so at the time of recording we have um, the Global Accessibility Awareness Day coming up on the 18th of May. And so we've decided to dedicate this episode of our podcast series to the topic of accessibility. We're going to be hearing from uh, an agency, an advertiser and a publisher. And so I'm delighted to have Josh here to cover the agency perspective. Um, so, Josh, um, you have 20 years uh, plus experience in the industry. You have a PhD in advertising and disability. You sit on several boards, including the Global Alliance on Disability Inclusion in Media and Entertainment. Uh, you're partially blind yourself, and so you are an expert, professionally speaking, academically as well, and also with lived experience. Uh, and so, yeah, we're super happy to have you on the on the call today. Let's kick off uh, with our first question. Could you, Josh, break it down for us? And, and you know, what what is accessibility? When we're talking about accessibility in marketing and advertising, what are we talking about? That's a great question. And, you know, we can think about advertising and marketing in certain considerations in the past and in some ways today uh, being a bit exclusive. But an opportunity if we look at uh, whether we're going into a recession or we're riding wonderful waves of economic bliss, we want to hopefully be as uh, uh, inviting and inclusive as possible to right. make sure as many people who could be consumers uh, or other key stakeholders are engaging, embracing, and converting when it comes to advertising and marketing. And, and so that's really where accessibility comes into play if we consider how we are continuing to expand audiences to welcome more and more people into the folds of being brand loyal and brand advocates and hopefully loving the entire experience. Accessibility definitively needs to be a part of it. Accessibility is a human right as well. And if we start to expand the larger lens of accessibility and what it means, in particular with advertising or mar and marketing or any industry, what we're starting to see is that hopefully it's not just end consumers or other stakeholders at the at one end of communication, but also from a creator perspective, mm. that people with disabilities uh, are just hopefully through education and skills training um, as viable uh, an employee or part of a workforce as anyone else. And, and that I would argue is um, a new horizon for accessibility and disability inclusion is that so many marketers were starting to see movement um, in television, radio, digital communications, uh, brand experiences in stores uh, through technology and traditional methods that are embedding accessibility into various components of, of a consumer uh, journey across major and minor milestones and touch points. But the, the challenge is to also open the door of accessibility to welcome more people uh, into higher education to get mm -hmm. excited about um, accessibility and inclusion within their course materials and advertising, marketing, and business. And also then as, as uh, early and, and um, hopefully uh, longer employees, but there are still gaps across the board when it comes to accessibility. And right. one final point here I'd like to say about accessibility and advertising and marketing is that 
it tends to fall back to a technological solve um, as opposed to accessibility seen as a gateway to creativity. So oftentimes when we do talk about accessibility, it may default to a a technology conversation specific to websites in particular. But the opportunity is uh, accessibility can and should be a part of every single um, asset that's being developed by advertisers and marketers. And yes, websites um, can be uh, multi-layered and complex. Accessibility needs to be a part of those. Accessibility needs to be a part of apps, uh, um, online apps. Accessibility needs to be a part of social media communications. And of course, television commercials, long form video, um, uh, and anything audio. And the opportunity there is that while it has focused primarily on websites, we're starting to see accessibility more in other communications. Again, it's still basically, I would suggest, a bit divested from creative explorations. And and, uh, final point here, the opportunity is that accessibility isn't bolted on at the end or um, uh, disjointed from creativity, but actually can be a conversation point along the entire uh, creative process journey from a copywriter's perspective, from a strategist's perspective, at the creative brief, pre-production, production, production, post-production, so that it's much more woven innately uh, and sublimely into creativity and and communications. Yeah. And so with that in mind, can you tell us maybe a little bit more about um, Wonderman Thompson's approach to accessibility and what 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 you're doing there? I know that it's it's quite big because you have this inclusive design uh, practice and I know that there's a big focus on uh, inclusive product des- uh, inclusive product design level but maybe you can tell us a bit about what you're doing at the uh, advertising and communications level as well yeah definitely and r- real quick just to share Wonderman Thompson wonderfully saw this opportunity uh, relatively recently uh, my, my job and, and title global head of inclusive design and the inclusive experience practice, really weren't things that were talked about even maybe five years ago. Uh, Wonderman Thompson was the first agency uh, to raise a flag for inclusive design and create the inclusive experience practice in a role that I'm happy to be a torchbearer for. And that's something hopefully that we can see spread across the industry so that more agencies and teams can see a value Uh, on a regular and repeated basis for what inclusive design means and accessibility. So the inclusive experience practice um, is something where we can insert ourselves and also bring in the disabled communities through co-creation, throughout processes, um, inviting people to iterate and listen and learn what accessibility and ultimately inaccessibility means for many of these individuals Um, in various communities so that we can start to bridge gaps. And and again, hopefully it's something that's cumulative and methodical. Uh, I I like to say we have opportunities where we can elevate and not relegate disability uh, or more broadly, IE&D to something that might just be seen in a diversity brief, but hopefully a a rhythmic drumbeat across all projects, regardless of what they are. And you brought up a point about product design. I, I think ultimately, 
when it comes to accessibility and inclusive design, we want to make sure that um, there is no ambiguity, that there aren't any gaps, that we're creating bridges along hopefully a structured pathway of progress for accessibility so that if our social media is accessible, if our television commercials are accessible and inclusive, if we hear a, a lovely radio ad and um, that allows us to draw us closer to something powerful from a, a brand perspective that consumers can convert in a way that as they go to the shops, as they purchase online, as they experience brands wherever they are, that every touch point is accessible. Because it's if it's not, then uh, it's quite a disservice and we're not leveling up the way we should when it comes to accessibility and inclusion. But ultimately, Wonderman Tops, and uh, one last point here, incorporates a number of different uh, uh, framings and lenses when it comes to accessibility and inclusion. The IXP or inclusive experience practice um, is woven within our inclusive uh, in inclusion, equity, and diversity team, our sustainability initiatives, so that ultimately accessibility isn't divested from those, but actually um, uh, represented amongst those. And I like to share this, a quick memorable um, uh, mnemonic for everyone is that um, sometimes DE&I or JEDI or DEI&B or A11Y, Ally for Accessibility, tends to become this cacophony of of letters in an alphabet soup that can be challenging to remember or even see if it makes sense to me in my role at an agency. Uh, and uh, a memorable reinterpretation I like to suggest is I-D-E-A-S, which stands for ideas, inclusion, diversity, equity, accessibility, and sustainability. And if we think about advertising and ad agencies, we are built on ideas. And if we don't have good ideas, then it's not going to connect either with the clients that we collaborate with, our internal teams, or ultimately consumers. And I would suggest that every, uh, all of our ideas hopefully imbue and incorporate those elements. If we don't have accessibility in our ideas, are they really good ideas? So, so a consideration is to think about ideas from an acronym perspective with all of our ideas. Fantastic. And I think I think building on that, you kind of touched on uh, a number of these these points already. But I, I wanted to ask, you know, from your perspective or from an agency agency perspective, um, what is the biggest challenge as we move towards making more inclusive and uh, accessible uh, advertising, uh, especially for TV and for TV and video? Uh, you know, what what needs to change or what needs to be done differently or, you know, what was the key thing that needs to change for us to kind of like unlock the next step forward? To have advocates and allies for people who have disabilities, who are part of the video production process, video post-production, um, that um, a creative process, that there are people with disabilities at the table, both at the agency side and the, the client side and the, and the broadcaster side as well. It's, it's this triad or triangulation that disability inclusion is seen as valuable and accessibility at each one of these touch points that it, it, it hopefully levels up to a way that we all see uh, validity for it. It has to be a reframing of wants versus needs, that it, it is a need. Accessibility is a human right. And it's quite disappointing, frankly, when I'm able to 
connect accessibly with long form content um, uh, on, on broadcast networks um, in video, um, but ultimately ladder back to inaccessibility with some of our video in short form and advertising. So why is, how can we have on broadcast networks accessibility in the programming, but inaccessibility in advertising. So there's a policy consider consideration, a regulation to hopefully be able to start to reinterpret and get everyone on board to have um, a, a continuum of accessibility, both within, within the advertising and within the long form programming that's on there. I, I think it, it, it just is, uh, again, disappointing, but there are opportunities to move forward and it takes advocacy. Uh, secondly, I think beyond policy, there's a training consideration that's needed where um, that th goes all the way back to um, university or higher education where there are individuals that are still super passionate. They're young people, they're students, they're very excited. They may be non-disabled, they may be disabled, but if we look at the course materials and skills training for uh, video production, video creation, post-production, accessibility, whether it's for captioning, subtitles, audio descriptions, or other considerations woven therein, um, script writing and uh, disability talent hiring, those educational components, whether at an academic or student level or at the professional level, aren't baked in to be able to easily have people automatically know that those are things they need to incorporate into their communications. Ultimately, finally, there's a financial consideration that disappointingly, again, there's still a gap where clients may consider it much more of a cost than an investment. And in looking at incorporating captioning, multi-language subtitles, audio descriptions for blind and low vision viewers, um, hiring disabled talent and, and other advocacy surrounding uh, video production for, for disability inclusion, it starts to seem like um, a, a layering that may, um, in certain instances, based on budgetary constraints, want to push back against. And we need clients and others to recognize that, again, ultimately, there are a lot of people with disabilities across the globe, a billion plus, that want to be able to uh, embrace and engage with the communications and accessibility should be seen as an inherent uh, just component that's that's woven in from a broadcast uh, video production perspective. Yeah, I think that's it. And that's definitely what we've seen uh, at Extra as well. It's about making sure that broadcasters are ready to have those access services, make sure that, uh, you know, advertisers are on board uh, and making sure that accessibility is woven in, like you say, in every single step of of, of the process. I think that's that's really key. Um, that's all we have time for today, Josh, but thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Um, Ector's going to be continuing to work on this topic, and I, I hope that you know we'll be able to have a, a, a conversation again soon and continue to work together on this. Um, let's keep it going. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those listening, um, don't forget to check out our other episodes of our expert series. Uh, you know, please do like, share, uh, and subscribe to, to the podcast series. Josh, thank you so much. See you next time. Thanks so much.